Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch and review every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Hannah Martin. Hannah, how are you doing today? Ooh, a long, dramatic mm-hmm. pause. <laughs> they always ask how you're doing and not why you're doing. Wow, brilliant. Just brilliant. That's what people tune in for, is the philosophical side of things. Hannah's got nothing to say to that. to say to that. <laughs> so, this week we are discussing the film Con Air. Yeah, we are. Oh, Hannah loved this movie. Loved it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> so, this movie came out in 1997, of course, starring Nicolas Cage, and honestly, an all-star cast we'll discuss later on. But very briefly is that for some reason, the government has decided to move the world's most dangerous criminals in the same plane. And of course, the criminals take over the plane. And Nicolas Cage plays a criminal who's just along for the ride. He's a good guy who's trying to do best, (laughs) trying to do what's right. So one of the first things that we like to discuss is the ratings. How did this movie do on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb? Shockingly well shockingly well how so 55 percent on rotten tomatoes 55 okay and is that the shocking part for you <laughs> yeah I, well it's a 6.9 out of 10 on imdb okay which is also That's, decent yeah. it's passing uh-huh but you loved this movie so are you saying that well, this is a bad i, I loved it because it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect bad movie yeah honestly. definitely it was super entertaining mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. substance whatsoever no. nothing makes sense no, you're it, absolutely it, right. It's, it's absolutely terrible, but incredibly enjoyable. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the first things that we like to do to kick this podcast off is Hannah likes to look up some behind-the-scenes notes from the movie. So what happened behind the scenes of Con Air? I'm sure there's plenty of information out there. Yeah, we've got a ton of information. would like to start, though, with talking about the budget a little bit. So I mentioned this to you while we were watching the movie, but there are so many explosions unnecessarily so oh yeah absolutely there most of them make no sense oh yeah i mean some of them make sense but most of them (laughs) not all right most right yeah it's very it's pretty similar to the rock in that way yes i think more though yeah more in conair than in the rock i agree so the budget was 75 million dollars okay and I don't know anything about how expensive it is to make an action movie or make a big motion picture like a Mm -hmm. blockbuster like this Mm -hmm. um so i decided to look at something else for perspective Mm -hmm. and another movie that came out that year that that swept the academy awards was titanic ah and the budget for titanic was 200 million dollars wow so a lot more for titanic yeah over plus some yeah so yeah it Hmm. was very expensive to make this movie but twice as expensive to make titanic wow so let me ask you this this movie was nominated for two academy awards <laughs> this is like the one thing i, lo- oh, I like no. to look Did up you? yeah one was sound editing or some shit uh, i've got all this written down okay i can go through the awards now if you'd like me to sure I was that just... was where i was gonna get oh, to okay. next okay all right so like steve teased <clears throat> Uh, nominated, did not win two Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. The first being sound editing, which 
Titanic, like I said, swept everything. They took the sound editing. Gotcha. The other one being best song. I was I was blown away <laughs> when I saw this. But I'm also blown away that My Heart Will Go On did not win best song. It didn't? I assumed it did. What won? No. If you, oh, maybe it did. If you say Yes, be- it did. It okay. did. Oh, okay, it did. okay. I was thinking of uh, the other awards that it was nominated for. We'll get to those. Okay, I don't know what that means. So anyway, but okay. uh, How Do I Live? Yes. The uh, I think it's Leanne Rhymes. How do I live without you? Played twice in this movie. Oh, and used so effectively. <laughs> Just such choice moments. Also, Sweet Home Alabama played twice in this movie. Yes, it sure did. <laughs> Just to set the mood and set the tone. They paid for two songs and they got their mileage out of those two songs. Absolutely <laughs> did. The other awards that it was nominated for were two Razzie Awards. Oh, really? Yes. I forget which movie was the last one that we mentioned a Razzie Award being nominated for. Shit. Yeah, we talked about it. I don't really recall. Was it Trapped in Paradise or something? Could have been. I have notes here. Let's see. Kiss of Death. It was one of the recent ones. The Rock? Probably not that recent, but no, I, don't think so. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It may have been Guarding Tess. Oh, that movie was bad. <laughs> or Amos and Andrew. That Yikes. movie was bad, too. Yikes. So the, <laughs> the two Razzie Awards it was nominated for was Worst Song. Worst <laughs> how do I Song? Live? Oh, I want to wow. know how many things were nominated for Best in the Oscars right. and then also Worst in the Razzies. That's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was nominated, but it lost to... Um, the soundtrack from a movie called The Postman that also came out that year. And it won a Razzie. So the only oh award God. that this movie won. And it won the Razzie for Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property. Okay, what does that mean? Like within the movie or on set? We'll get there. Okay. So directly caused by this movie, one person died. Okay, hold on. What? And then 14 years later, after the movie, three more people died. What? Okay. Please relay this story. So a special effects welder named Philip Schwartz died because he was crushed by an aircraft in Utah where they were filming. It was like the desert scenes. Right, right. What was the name of the airfield? That Learner? They out? Yeah. Okay. It, it, they were actually filming in Utah. Mm. So he was physically crushed. Wow. So the movie actually, if we sat through the credits, which I don't think we did, uh, no, was we didn't. dedicated to, to this guy, this special effects guy who, okay. who passed away. 14 years later, well, I, I guess for, uh, right after the movie was filmed, the producers or whoever would be responsible for this sold the Jailbird plane, Okay, which is the big jetliner plane yeah. that, that it's Con Air, mm-hmm. the main plane that, that all the the convicts are on right sold it uh to a freight company i think in like alaska okay interesting and three men died in the plane that like, was do- that was donated because the plane crashed i believe because the plane malfunctioned <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow finally yes for the sh- showmanship of of all human disregard and disregard for public property uh-huh i don't believe anyone else died okay So the finale, the big showdown in Las Vegas was originally supposed to take place at the White House, which can you imagine how cliche that all would have been? Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) But they, I guess, couldn't get the right permits for it. (laughs) Wonder why. Well, and also, it doesn't 
really makes sense, I guess, because they take off in oh, wherever Arizona, they are, Arizona think, or yeah. something, and then they're flying to Alabama. So they're like in the, the West. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. But the Sands Hotel in Las Vegas was due for demolition already. So Jerry oh. Bruckheimer convinced the owners of the casino yeah. to let him actually crash a plane into it for well, the finale. And, and he succeeded in convincing he, them. The, what you see in that movie yeah. is actually a casino with a plane wow. being crashed into it. Wow. And people running around and whatever. But what, did they not tell anybody? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they got yeah, the right permits extras, and everything, yeah, but still, yeah. like, come on. You crashed a a 747 (laughs) essentially into a casino the other thing that was probably very irresponsible is nick cage did all of his own stunts in this movie nice of course he did (laughs) i'm trying to think of like what he did all of his own stunts huh all of his own stunts then okay so if you know anything about this movie i mean he says he did all of his own stunts i don't believe him but that's that's the narrative so if you know anything about this movie, you know Nicolas Cage has some glorious hair. Just the most flowing mullet you've ever seen. It's, it's so delicious. thin and disgusting on top <laughs> and just luscious in the back. Delicious, as Hannah says. Delicious. So there are several like fight scenes and stuff, which we'll break down scene by scene later, but where like you can't see his face. It's covered by his mullet. No, so th- my th- that's qu- definitely not him. My question to you is, <laughs> if he does all of his own okay. scenes, why so the mullet? There, I believe, was a similar controversy around Brie Larson when she was filming Captain Marvel, where she mm-hmm. claimed to do all of her own stunts and said that everyone else yeah. is sucks if they don't. Right. But she didn't do all of her own stunts. Yeah, She well, did some of her own stunts. So yeah. I think actors tend to say that they're doing all of their own stunts. But mm-hmm. obviously, you can't do all of your own stunts when you're in a huge action movie like this if you're not a stunt person. Right. No yeah. one would allow that. So a <laughs> few things along those lines. One is that, especially for the movie Captain Marvel, for her stunting type of movements and things that she had to do for the movie, they basically just CGI'd the entire character. So we're at a point where computer graphics can do that somewhat flawlessly. You know, you not, can't... Not back n- in 97. Not, not, not in 97 with Con Air. But to your point, though, you're right. Because in speaking of Marvel movies, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr., I think it was in Iron Man 3, maybe 2. I don't remember. No, it was 3. But he was in the Iron Man suit or something. And he broke his leg because there's just no give and resistance. And he was just jumping down a stair or something. So the movie came out in the summer, which the whole plot of the movie, if you've ever seen it, is like Christmas time. So it's this weird Christmas movie that like came out in July. Oh, I didn't because know Because the, the, everything got delayed because Robert Downey Jr. couldn't walk and he's the star. So that's kind of why you need stunt doubles. It's right. not like, oh, I'm so cool. I did all but my own stunts. But also because like, being an actor is a career in itself. Being a stunt person is a career in itself. Right. I'm not a doctor and a lawyer, you know? <laughs> You're just... A I'm just a doctor. <laughs> You're just a simple... I'm a plebeian doctor. Yes. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> no, she's not. God bless the doctors these days, though, I tell you. <laughs> but that is interesting. Well, you are... did hear, actually, in yeah. last episode that Steve does have a PhD. Yeah, but I'm not a real doctor. No. Yeah. You don't know what I do, though. You That's don't know... true. No one needs to it's know. It's a mystery. We'll, we'll tease that one other time, I guess. <laughs> 
that is fascinating, just the recklessness that was that set. So Nick Cage came out and said a few things about doing his own stunts. In a behind-the-scenes special, he claimed that there were explosions five feet behind me, flaming helicopters dropping right behind me, ball-bearing bullets over my head. So there was a level of intensity. Fear, you might say. Ooh, some might say fear. <laughs> what, a, what an interesting word choice he used. Mm-hmm. Some might say fear. Wow. So that's, that's his remark on doing his own stunts. Okay. A few more facts about our, our boy, Nicky Kim. Please. He has an accent in this movie. <laughs> That's kind of the other main <laughs> point. The, the two key take-home messages from this movie are that Nick Cage has a crazy mullet <laughs> and he has a terrible accent. It sucks. Yeah. Apparently, he went to Alabama, which is what his accent is supposed to be, Okay. for a while and studied the locals in order to really get a taste of the local flavor. A while could be like an hour. You know? (laughs) How long is a while? I didn't say. Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't trust Nick's account of it anyway. No. (laughs) Few more things about this movie. Nick Cage was up against a ton of action stars. This is really his first big action movie, I guess, other than The Rock, but this is like a blockbuster action movie. Yeah. These came at the, but the rock they came out this, the same, yeah, around the same the time. Mm-hmm. So he was up against Arnold Schwarzenegger, whoa, Bruce Willis, okay, Jean Claude Van Damme, Dolph okay. Lundgren, Sylvester Stallone, and Steven Seagal. And personally, I feel that Steven Seagal would have done a great job in this role. Yeah, I think <laughs> this honestly, is basically a Steven Seagal movie with Nick Cage in it, in in his place. Do you think that Nick Cage makes this movie better or worse than any of those other actors? Or does it not matter? Doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> that's what I think too. <laughs> the problem with the movie isn't Nick. It's like what the writing, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. It's the plot. <laughs> yeah, the plot is pretty dumb. <laughs> it's the general plot is and really stupid. <laughs> all of the cheesy one-liners we'll talk about. In oh, a minute. they're incredible. Yeah. And then lastly, I'll leave you with this. Uh, in 2012, both Nick Cage and John Cusack were interviewed separately. Okay. And they both commented that they would be very open to doing a sequel of this. Jesus Christ. And then in 2014, the writer remarked that if there is going to be a sequel, it is going to be set in space. Yes. Yes. Can you imagine? And pretty much all that he said was the good guys are not so good and the bad guys are not so bad. And they're in space, and there's robots. There's robots? (laughs) (gasps) Yep. I literally have my hands on my face right now, just dreaming of what that movie would look like. Oh my god. It's gonna be so bad. Epic. Epic is is the term that you were looking for. You're not wrong. I have a few more things, which I'll pepper in as I do. Okay, great. All right, so we're going to go through the movie Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene. Like I said, Con Air, 1997. This is a Jerry Bruckheimer film. The director of this movie actually went on to direct, like, The Expendables and basically any Jason Statham movie that you can imagine. I think we looked that up previously, right, Han? Yes. Okay. So the movie kicks off where you see Nick Cage. He's in his u.s army ranger uniform he's being sworn into the army looking dapper as always oh yeah and it's just like a quick little rangers lead the way and they salute each other and then he goes over to his 
wife's bar where she is a bartender, I guess. I don't think she's the owner or anything, right? Sure. Okay. Doesn't matter. Bunch of drunk guys out of nowhere for no reason are like, I'd like to dance with that pretty lady. But Nick Cage is like, oh, hey, honey, nice to see you. Of course, remember his terrible, terrible accent. <laughs> and she's like, I'm pregnant. Uh, hey, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, what an incredible moment. And then these drunk guys come up and they're like, I want to dance with that. But it's this whole movie, starting with this first scene, is just people being jackasses for no reason whatsoever. A lot In of a very movie. cliche way as well. Unless they're a criminal on a plane. Nobody Which has happens. any motivation. <laughs> the only people who have motivation in this movie are the people on the plane. And the people trying to get it down and get the criminals back. Motivation for being an asshole. Oh, yes. Fair. <laughs> yes, correct. Because there's a character later on that's just an <laughs> asshole for no reason. Which I guess we'll bring up later. But You hated that guy. I hate that guy. He's, so, he's such a dick for no reason. Like, I get that you need... A conflict or something but he's just an ass we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves so <laughs> she's pregnant he shoes away these drunk people but they're about to leave and it's pouring rain they're sopping wet as they're walking out to their car the drunk guys come back and they pick a fight with nick cage and nick cage is just beating the shit out of all these guys and it climaxes in this super slow motion <laughs> palm to the chin to this one guy to the throat of this last guy cops show up or something Two of the guys run away. The guy that he palmed in the throat killed him. Dead. Rip. Rip. Pour one out. <laughs> Even though it was self-defense, it doesn't matter. The very next scene is he's in a courtroom and the judge goes, the U.S. Army has crafted your body into a deadly weapon. You get seven to ten years in prison. It's like, <laughs> Forgot right. he said that. Yeah. And his lawyer's like, oh, we should have taken the plea. You could have gotten four years. And he's like, no, I'm innocent. And it's like, why? Why not just please plead that it was self-defense also get a better lawyer also get a better lawyer clearly self-defense <laughs> clearly the guy yeah, had a, he knife. Pulled a knife on him yeah mention that. no it's ridiculous that he gets seven to ten years that's garbage anyway that's why nick cage is in prison just because he's a good guy defending his pregnant wife next we see him in a montage in prison and he's narrating letters that he's writing to his wife and his daughter over top of this montage He's doing things like working out, he's reading books, trying to better himself. He learns one line in Spanish. It's something along the lines of like, I would like to use the restroom on your yacht. Yes. <laughs> and he learns how to do origami. and It's just stupid shit in a montage. I think it was, I want a margarita on your yacht. That's what it was. It was margarita. <laughs> you also see that there's, they do like, like a panning shot of the prison and for some reason, they opted to CGI the prison in 1997. And there's a few scenes like that later on that we'll discuss. But the clouds in the prison, it's just terrible 90s computer graphics for no reason. They could have just done a real prison. In a time lapse. Or Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. But so obviously, this is where we get a, a we really get to hear his his voice, which is terrible. I'll, in, I'll insert clips throughout, but I honestly you, watch this movie is, is what I'm trying to say, because you need to hear his voice and you need to see his hair, which grows out throughout this montage. His hair. We can't even say more about it. It's just incredible. His hair. This movie. Lush. Lush. My hair is lush. 
So we also get introduced to his buddy, who is his cellmate. Uh, Baby O is the name of the character. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't think he called him that once. He called him that several times in the beginning and then never again. That's why. <laughs> That's why I don't remember. Yep. So we get introduced to this guy who is his cellmate. He's his buddy. And Nick Cage finally gets his parole letter. He's going to be put on parole. He's finally going to get to go see his wife and daughter. And he's l- talking to Baby O. And they have this quick, they're talking, they're talking, and he pauses, he puts his hand on baby O, and he goes, huh? I'm going home, son. Like, it was like a complete break of character. (laughs) I'm going home, son! Like, he's standing there, he's firm, he's strong, he's an army man, and then he puts his hand on the, he pauses, puts his hand on the shoulder, and then just goes, yep, I'm going home. I guess this could be a good time to talk a little bit about how Nick Cage feels about his character. Okay. So I watched GQ only, I think, a few years ago, put out an interview on YouTube where Nick breaks down some of his most famous characters. Mm. And I think that I referred to this in Raising Arizona, and then I believe he also mentions Face Off, so I might, next week, I might also go back and watch that part and and share a little bit from that. Yeah. But what he said about... What he said about his character, Cameron Poe, is that as a child, his fantasy was always to be like a Cameron Poe. He called it the uber version of myself if I were a southern badass. What? <laughs> but he's a criminal. He's in jail. He's in jail. I don't... He's in prison. <laughs> Why do you want to be this guy? I don't know. Another thing that he mentioned in this interview is that the set was just so much testosterone oh, yeah. happening. He said I everyone bet. was doing push-ups and chin-ups and challenging each other to like set up competitions and things like that. And then the last thing that he mentions in this interview is that it's interesting that Jerry Bruckheimer is taking a bunch of indie movie actors, typically, because other than mm. The Rock and some of... A few other like big movies like Moonstruck and maybe maybe Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure at the time how much of a blockbuster that was. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of Nick Cage's early stuff was pretty indie. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the actors in this movie also are in pretty indie things like John Malkovich right. and Steve Buscemi. Right. I'm not sure how many things Dave Chappelle has been in. Not Spoiler, much. Spoiler, Dave Chappelle's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll go through the cast one by one in a minute because the cast is pretty good. Yeah. So it is just interesting that it's, I don't know, this is such a big blockbuster action movie and mm. none of the people who are in it are like, they're pretty atypical action stars. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I can see that. You know, but as we were saying before, Nick Cage had just done The Rock, so maybe... Mm-hmm. Uh, other than Nick Cage. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's why you would think that this movie lends itself to a Schwarzenegger or... Yep. Uh, Seagal. Seagal. <laughs> definitely. <Yeah>. Definitely. <laughs> Is he your Seagal. number one choice? For sure. Uh, I would have liked to see uh, Stallone in this as well. He... No. <laughs> Steven Seagal. This part was made for him. <laughs> I feel like his You're hair... Probably, I feel like Nick's hair might be it. a reference to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey, asshole, I beat you out for this part. Now I'm gonna grow my flow. <laughs> or the 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 director's talking to like the producers, like, "Hey, look, we couldn't get, get Seagal, Seagal, but we but got, we got Nick, Cage. Nick Cage." And the director's like, "Ooh, well, we want I, that hair." I really wanted a like a long ponytail mullet type of thing. Can we get that on Nick Cage? It's gonna look really bad, you know that. Eh, 
It's all right. Bad? It looks great. What do you mean? <laughs> Sarah's terrible in this movie. I love it. So they're, you know, leaving the prison. He's on a bus. He's going to go get on the plane because, again, he's being shipped basically from the west to Alabama. And that's where his family is. So he's he mentions on the bus that he's got a daughter. He's never was met this the daughter. plane just going. Mm-hmm. Sorry, was this plane just going to stop at everyone's house? <laughs> no, no. Some of them were going to like a supermax prison that was in Alabama. Oh, okay. And he was just along for the ride. Got it. I don't think they explained that very well. No, it's like one throwaway line. <laughs> but so it's like the, a school bus just dropping me off at home, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just like give him a parachute and be like, here you go. <laughs> Just make sure you land within the prison walls because you're definitely still a prisoner. So they're in the bus and he's getting off the bus. And that we'll talk about this next montage in a second. But right as he gets off the bus is that classic look. The wind blowing in his stupid hair. So his hot. eyes closed. He's shaking his head back and forth. There's gifts of this. There's millions of gifts of this exact shot of him getting off the bus, getting onto this plane. Beautiful, beautiful shot. Just incredible. So, and he's smiling. Oh, he's got this. Oh, with his janky teeth, and he's just. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. This this image comes up a lot. So, in this scene, as they're getting off the bus, as these criminals are getting off the bus one by one, someone is explaining to John Cusack, who is kind of the lead police liaison guy, sure, the guy. Yeah, Sergeant. he's in charge of the plane somehow, but he's on the ground the entire time. And so they're, so John Cusack is going through, as they're getting off the bus, what this, who this guy is, what he's known for, what his criminal rap sheet looks like. And then it ends in Nick Cage. And he's like, ah, he's a nobody. He's just, you know, here for fun. He's just <laughs> catching a ride. So Nick Cage gets onto the plane and... I think we should discuss one by one. I want to hear your thoughts on each of the characters. I feel like we should talk about the plane setup too, because it's yeah. something I've never seen before. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it actually exists or if it was completely fabricated for this movie. But basically... Yeah, I guess in place of first mm-hmm. class, right? right? Is that right. how it's oriented? I guess so, yeah. Are cells mm-hmm. with high security gates and locks and cages mm-hmm. for individual... All, all of the all the big bad guys that are coming onto this plane. Yep. There's a few other people either like Nick Cage or Nick Cage's boy. Baby O. Baby O, who's mm-hmm. also on this plane. Mm-hmm. Why is he moving? Good question. No clue. Yeah. <laughs> Uncertain. He's not getting out of prison. Nick Cage is the no. only person who is just literally just along for the ride. Yep. To be dropped off at home. Yep. So in... Place of like first class, I would say, is all that high security cage stuff. And then behind that in coach are normal seats. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much normal. Behind that, I think, are more cages. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure there's a schematic online somewhere, but we just don't (laughs) care enough. But yeah, so Nick Cage is in basically a normal seat. I mean, he's still chained up. He's still got handcuffs and I think even cuffs on his feet. Uh, Everybody has those, but... But in, yeah. or, in mm-hmm. order to get to the cockpit, you have to walk through a bunch of cages right. and then I'm sure like one more high security fenced in thing. Yeah, yeah. There's there's lots of gates mm-hmm. in order to get to the cockpit. Understandably so. 
Yes. But so on the plane. Oh, so we have to talk about all the all the characters. Yeah, let's just think of who's on the plane. So you've got Danny Trejo. He has raped 23 women. His name is Johnny 23. And he's like, if they knew, it would be more like Johnny 20 or 20, 600. 600. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's terrible. Uh-huh. So Danny, I'm uncomfortable. Yep. So Danny Trejo's. And he has a different tattoo, right? For he's, every woman. he's got like a like a tree of life kind of thing. And he's got a, a heart tattooed on his arm for every woman he's raped. Isn't that nice? Aww. Yeah. So respectful. So Danny Trejo's thing from what I've heard is that he only plays criminals in movies if he dies in the end. Oh. So spoiler alert, Danny Trejo's character dies in the end. I didn't know that. But because he... Is that because he went to jail? Right. And he's got family and he wants to show kids that like crime doesn't pay kind of thing. So he makes sure that he always dies if he's a criminal character. He's usually a criminal character. Usually. I mean, he's not in like Spy Kids, but... Oh, right. I forgot about Spy Kids. So you've also got, let's leave some of the heavy hitters for last. You've got Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. who... improv all of his own lines. He improved all the... Every all the, line that that man said was, was improv. Really interesting. Yeah. I kind of wanted him to be funnier because I think <laughs> Dave Chappelle is really funny. But he wasn't like that funny in this movie. I think, I think. But, you know. I few... wonder how that works when he interacts with other characters. Do they then also have to improv? Right. Maybe. No idea. No idea. Uh, you've also got Ving Rhames, so he's, once again, if you're unfamiliar with Ving Rhames, he's Arby's, we have the meats, he's that guy, and he was also in, what did, what did Kiss Dead of Death. Deadfall? Ooh, no, Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death. Kiss of Death. I confuse those two movies. I know, me too. <laughs> They're complete opposite <laughs> movies. They're essentially the same plot, but one of those movies executes it very well, and one of them executes <laughs> it very poorly. So Ving Rhames is in there, as well as John Malkovich. He's kind of the big bad guy. They're like, he killed... Cyrus the virus. Yeah, he killed 30-something people or something like that. He earned two degrees and yeah, killed... He was like a doctorate yeah. and... A, yeah, a, a JD. A JD. Yeah. So he's brilliant, and he's killed more people than cancer, they say. Let's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about what how annoyed we were... With both John Malkovich's character and John Cusack's character for being just walking, talking thesauruses. Oh my god. There are lots of characters in this movie who it's clear, it's so clear that the writer is like trying to flex some writing muscles and just be like, look at how smart I can make these characters look. So John Cusack, which we talked about a second ago, for some reason has this antagonist on the ground. This guy who just pushes back on everything John Cusack wants to do for zero reason. No reason whatsoever. This guy's just there to be a dick. And in order for John Cusack to appear as the hero, all he does is use massive words. Again, no reason. And honestly, I kind of wish that some of the screams that John Cusack had could go to Nick Cage. Nick, oh, I agree. Because he screams a lot, John mm-hmm. Cusack. Mm-hmm. Again, no reason. Mm-mm. And Malkovich. This movie has a lot way. of things for no reason. Absolutely. <laughs> so pointless. But it's kind of what makes it amazing. No, it's exactly why I loved it. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, Malkovich and Cusack, they're just both. They're both that kid in your high school English class that wrote that essay where every single word that is a part of the typical human vernacular right? in in, in everyday, what is that called? Um, Maybe you need to hang out with Cusack. What is that called? I don't know what you're talking about. Like in a normal, like day-to-day conversation yeah oh in a colloquial me i'm doing it right now okay (laughs) i'm losing track of the sentence exactly (laughs) professionals (laughs) any uh, any colloquialism Mm -hmm. that you would use in speech is replaced by something that you find by going to like thesaurus.com and looking up the most like just the longest word yes that is a synonym for what you want to say right yeah it's like you're writing a document like you said a kid in class or something and you just right click every word and hit synonyms and pick the longest word i can add a few people right now (laughs) (laughs) i can call many people (laughs) do you want to call them out right now no 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 okay not today okay not today next time yeah if this happens again if this theme comes up again you know who you are and you know that i'm uh coming for you well who who are you all of a sudden (laughs) you're you're calling out people for for trying to make themselves sound smarter yeah meanwhile you wouldn't dare say the name of a guy you know that sneezes a lot (laughs) I don't remember what episode that was, but go back and listen to our podcast. He didn't deserve that. These people do. I guess. But he didn't. I guess. You're suddenly okay with confrontation. (laughs) (laughs) You weirdo. So those are the main players on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) You've got Nick Cage and his buddy, Dave Chappelle, Ving Rhames, John Malkovich. uh, And I think that's it. it. And a few guards, right? Of course, there's some guards. One female in this plane. One female guard for some reason. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> you know, they could have just to make to make Nick look better, right? To yeah. give him more cause for you to, I guess, empathize with him. I guess there were several times where we were like, because all he talks about is his wife and daughter. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he gets released on his daughter's birthday. Yep, and which he... is also Bastille Day. Oh, very I nice. Realized. Oh, July fourteenth, fourteenth or fifteenth, something like that. But he's says several times. Today's my daughter's birthday. Today's my daughter's birthday. Don't you don't you attack me on my daughter's birthday. It's like he says it all the time. Few things there. Mm-hmm. First, what does he get his daughter for her birthday? Oh, that's right. That came up earlier. So the only like toy that he could buy in prison was in a commissary. In the commissary. I, I forgot the word. Thank you. Uh, speaking of words today, <laughs> <laughs> the only toy he could buy in prison was a stuffed bunny know whose idea that was nick cage of course oh man i i think it kind of works it comes up so much in this movie it really does and you know whose idea was it to have an accent from alabama at all nick cage do you know why why because he thinks that people with southern accents Uh are more dignified and also are champions of women's rights wait what he said a man with a deep southern accent i would think is more chivalrous oh man nick cage what do we even he do made, with this guy? he based he based this accent for his entire character off of the narrative that people from the south are more chivalrous so okay so in the original script 
they were going to fly to DC. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he changed the entire script to send them down to Alabama? Because he wanted to do a southern accent. Yes, and also they changed the script to send them to Vegas at the end, so that path had to be there. Oh, God. Okay. Because the whatever right. casino was scheduled for demolition already, right. and Jerry Bruckheimer was like, let's fucking crash a plane into this bitch. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Okay. We've learned a lot in this in these past few minutes here. So he, Nick Cage is on the plane, and right when he sits down, he sees Danny Trejo say something along the lines of like, what are you looking at? And he goes, nothing. I was just admiring your cage. And we were like, there's definitely, if you kept the camera on him for longer, he would say, cage, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> like, like, fortunately for everyone, it cuts away right after that. He then... See, he's sitting across the aisle from, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Dave Chappelle. And he sees Dave Chappelle basically barf up this little container of, like, gasoline, mm-hmm. squirts the guy next to him, and lights him on fire. While, while multiple in- other people right. are removing pins from their hands yep. that they stuck in their hands to sneak onto the plane so they could take their handcuffs off. Yes. So the fire would cause a distraction. Yes. And then the people in the cages, the high security convicts like Malkovich and Danny Trejo. And, and Ving Rhames. And Ving Rhames could then escape their cages. Yes. So that's the whole plan, right? Is This is all John Malkovich's big plan is we're going to make... Create, Mastermind, yeah. He's going to create the diversion. We're going to get out. We're going to take over the guards because... It's prison rules. There are no guns allowed on board. Uh, there's only one gun in the cockpit. So we need to make sure that we secure the entire plane and secure the gun because eventually the pilot does come out to try to point the gun at somebody. And uh, John Malkovich is able to take the gun after a brief struggle. So that's it. They've got the plane. Everybody's got the plane. And John Malkovich turns to the crowd and he just goes... Welcome to Con Air. And it's like <laughs> back to back movies. Someone who's basically the star of the this movie. This is The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Welcome to, to Con, Con Air. Air. They literally say it the same way. They really should have just had the, the, whatever, the title screen flash right after that. Oh, yeah. That would have really added. Speaking of something. which. The title screen flashing is like something you put together oh God, in PowerPoint. It happened in the beginning of the movie. I glossed over it before, but it's like it's like it's like an anim- It's like a PowerPoint animation. There's nothing else I could say other it's than sick. that. Yeah, it's it, like explosion noises in the background. Con air. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, this you movie. You know what it looks like? Like Power Rangers. Oh yeah, like just that cheesy action shit. He also cries. When the plane gets taken over, do you remember that? I do recall seeing tears yeah. on his face, but I don't recall seeing them come out of his eyes. Right. So during all of this ruckus, Nick Cage's buddy is diabetic and he needs insulin and he's going into shock. And that we all we learn all this through the female guard who's chained up next to them. And so the whole the plan from there, John Malkovich's plan from this point is, well, we're stopping in Carson City, and we're going to release six prisoners. That was the plan. 
was that that was the whole flight plan is that they're going to go from wherever the fuck they started to Carson City to Alabama. They're going to drop off six prisoners, pick up three prisoners, something along those lines. So Nick Cage is like, ooh, okay, I can use this opportunity to escape the to escape the plane and alert the authorities. But of course, they're taping people's mouths as they're he's like, oh, I'll volunteer to get off the plane, you know, because you need six people to leave the plane. So I'll volunteer and pretend to be some other guy, and then he's thinking, I'll alert, I'll alert the authorities. But and also I'll get home to my he family. He can get home to his family. It's my daughter's birthday. <laughs> got her a stuffed rabbit. I got her a bunny. So he realizes, oh no, they're taping the mouths. So why don't I just instead, I'll, I'll just not because I can't leave my buddy behind because he needs his insulin. Because he's black. <laughs> what? Remember? They wouldn't let oh, him go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, like, they're expecting f- six white yeah. prisoners to yeah. come off the plane. We can't put you in their place because right. you are not Caucasian. So he's like, ah, oh, no man left behind, and he stays on the plane. So what he then does in order to get some sort of signal out there is one of the prisoners who got shot during the whole tussle was actually a plant from the cops they were gonna sit him down he's a cop he was gonna sit down next to another criminal and they were like try to get some secrets from him or something just pretend that you're a criminal so that we can learn more about his gang or some shit like that so he's got he's wearing a wire he's got he's you know got a, a tape recorder around his and a gun ankle so the the criminals get the gun but they don't notice the tape recorder so nick cage takes the tape recorder puts it on somebody else who's leaving and tries to get some word out that way. And the word sort of does get out so that backup comes when they land in Carson City, but they, you know, are able to get away just in time. So, yeah, so he plants the the tape recorder while they're in, in Carson City. Dave Chappelle gets off the plane. He's running to go put the transponder in another plane as a decoy, right? So they're dropping off six prisoners. They're bringing on six prisoners. One of those prisoners is Steve Buscemi. Yes. who is apparently the world's worst criminal. He's chained up. He's got like a Hannibal Lecter mask. Mm-hmm. And John Malkovich walks over to Steve Buscemi, again, once they're in the air, and he says to Steve Buscemi, you are one national treasure. <laughs> so I think this has come Salute. up before. Yeah, Hell this yeah. is the second time. So they realize that they're not going to make it to their destination in time because there's some drag. Right, they're they're not moving as fast as they should because the 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 landing gear won't work, you know, won't come up. So Nick Cage has to go check on the landing gear, and it's Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle didn't quite make back on the plane. I don't know if I'm doing a great job explaining. It's okay. This. It's a lot happened it moved while so they fast. landed there. I mean, all of the prisoners dressed like the guards to accept yeah. the new prisoners, and Dave Chappelle was one of them. And while he was dressed like a guard putting the transponder onto a different plane which is what is like the tracking device for the plane yes he got caught up i guess flirting with some girl yes <laughs> and then as the con air was leaving he had to run after it i guess jumped onto the landing gear and barely made it yeah yeah thank you i feel like like you said this movie it moved pretty quickly at times so it's kind of hard to recap everything that happened and it's a very visual movie too that it's hard to explain but i'm doing my best (laughs) so dave Chappelle is dead and he's trapped in the landing gear 
Nick Cage goes down and he pulls out a sharpie and writes a letter on, on his on white t-shirt. his shirt to be like, "Hey, the the plane's been taken like, over." It was targeted at um, John Cusack. At John, how does he know his name? I don't know actually. That's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he also, in this time, he he figures out what John Malkovich's plan is. Mm-hmm. So he writes like, hey, we're going to be at Lerner Field, which is where the they're not going to Alabama. They're going to this other field. So he writes that all on Dave it's Chappelle's probably all, chest. Because isn't, well, so I just looked up Carson City's in Nevada. I don't know how yes. far it is from Vegas, but I assume that Lerner mm-hmm. Field is also just in Nevada. So they yeah. don't go very far. Yeah, yeah. It, it all happens uh, very quickly. I did write here for some reason, not exactly sure why, but I said this whole movie is just a thesaurus. That's <laughs> in my notes here. <laughs> I'm sure John Malkovich just used some other term that was unnecessary to use. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So one of the other criminals is getting suspicious of Nicolas Cage. He ends up finding his parole letter because Nick Cage said, like, oh, I've been, I'm doing 15 years. He's trying to fit in. He's like, I'm doing 15 years. But somebody finds his parole letter and finds the bunny. <laughs> and Nick Cage is a great This is line. what I mean by you know, it was his idea. But then I guess they had to write it into the script. Or maybe he yeah. forced them to write it into the script. It just comes up so many times. All the time. And he just goes, I said the bunny back in the box <laughs> great line <laughs> they have a quick fight and he kills the guy that he was fighting and he just goes why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box so epic <laughs> he comes back up and he's talking to steve buscemi and he has it's he doesn't have many great screams in this movie Mm-mm. but this he does raise his voice a few times and this is a good line he goes like steve buscemi's talking about serial killers and he just screams, Don't you talk to me! They were insane! And they have a conversation about what it's like being insane and all that stupid shit. So, they have a crash landing at this learner field. This is where Nick Cage takes off his jumpsuit or whatever to wipe down his buddy's face because his buddy's still going into shock for insulin or what have you. How long does that take? He said two hours, right? For that what? he would die in oh, two hours. Oh, yeah, something like that. So they land in Lerner Field. He has a quick scene where he convinces John Malkovich and Ving Rhames not to kill the guards. They were like, we should just kill the rest of these guards that we didn't send away in Carson City. And Nick Cage convinces Ving Rhames not to kill them. And when he does that, he smiles at the camera. And (laughs) and winks. Nice little wink at the camera. It's beautiful. That's another gif I've seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So from that flowing hair. Oh, it's beautiful beautiful (laughs) so from there the plan was that all the criminals were going to get off of con air and get onto another plan that somebody else had set up but nick cage finds them first and he beats them all up and shoots some of them this whole this whole scene makes no sense to me and john cusack shows up and he's like hey freeze and because john cusack's like well we lost the guard so my only hope is you nick cage i need you to take control of that plane (laughs) did you mention that john cusack also spoke with his wife and daughter yet no not yet yeah so john cusack is like he finds his wife nick cage's wife and daughter and is like hey we're you're sorry but we need to know why he would stay on the plane he had the opportunity to leave why would he stay on the plane she was like probably for a good reason he was like i knew it he's on our side (laughs) dumbass (laughs) so (laughs) 
when he's beating up these three guys, one guy pulls a gun and puts a silencer on the gun, and Nick Cage does say another great line. It's, Hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. <laughs> great line. He's talking to John Cusack, and he's like, You saw my wife? Well, next time you see her, tell her she's my hummingbird. <laughs> and we're like, so what the annoying. fuck? This is so dumb. So many stupid lines. And John Cusack's like, Well, what are you going to do? And he goes, I'm going to save the fucking day. <laughs> So dumb. That stinger. Then somebody's in the plane and the plane takes off and Nick Cage almost gets hit by the second plane, but there just happens to be a gas station there and the whole thing explodes and he's jumping out of this giant explosion. This is the first time that things just explode for no reason. And, and it from that moment on for the rest of the movie, things don't stop exploding. Right. So I mentioned a second ago that they he wrote a note on Dave Chappelle's chest that oh, hey, you need to come get us at Lerner Field because they don't know that's where they're going because they sent the decoy elsewhere. And <laughs> Dave Chappelle just drops out of the sky and lands on somebody so that they get the tip that, okay, so now the cops are on their way to the field, to Lerner Field, and they decide that, the criminals decide that we need to trap the cops at Lerner Field using this just artillery that they found grenade out of launchers grenade launchers that are just on board Casual this plane grenade launchers it was just on board con air they're the cops and the the criminals are just lighting each other up people are just firing grenades and bullets everywhere and nick cage he's looking around everywhere for insulin <laughs> <laughs> or he has the insulin but he needs a syringe he can't find a syringe anywhere because his buddy's just dying on the plane he and- makes it under that one car with that old man. Oh my god, yeah. At one point he tucks tucks and rolls under a car and there's like an elderly gas station attendant who's just like Nick Cage is like, You be safe out there. You don't leave until the until we leave or something. He's like, Easy for you to say, I have to pee. And it's like, He's like, You got you got a syringe and the guy's like, No, drugs are bad. Yeah. He's like, Nah, it's for diabetes. It's so dumb. <laughs> diabetes. I think I hate this movie more. As I rediscuss it. Oh, it's so stupid, Steve. I had fun in the time. Yeah, I don't know. It's so fun. So the grenades are going off, the bullets are going off, and Nick Cage has another great line, and it's... It's not exactly Mike Tyson and Yahtzee out here, but... Let's do it. (laughs) I tried to look up if that's his own creation. I couldn't find it. Damn. I wouldn't be surprised, though. So he gets back onto the plane. He gives his buddy the insulin shot. He sees Danny Trejo trying to rape the female guard. And this is probably the only like real scream, maybe one of two, where he he starts slapping Danny Trejo around. And he's just like, Don't drink women like mm-hmm. Yeah. He gives, Champion of women's rights. Yeah, so he was trying to get his buddy the insulin so that they can then get off at Lerner Field. But the plane takes off. For some reason, they drag a car behind the plane. And, and again, it's just terrible CGI. It's like the car in Harry Potter. The flying car Yeah, it Potter. is. It's exactly like that. And they play Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> like really loudly because they must have purchased the rights. Fucking, All the criminals are singing it. Yeah, Malkovich and Reigns, they're like, we know that one of you is on parole here. And we know that somebody's been trying to sabotage our plan. And Nick Cage's buddy stands up and is like, it was me. And he gets shot in the stomach as soon as he's fucking good enough to stand. And here's another good scream as Nick Cage just goes, Jesus! When his buddy gets shot. So, yeah, yeah, whatever. Then, 
Malkovich is having this big showdown with with Nick Cage, and he takes the stuffed bunny, holds it out the plane, and a gun to it, and says, don't move or the bunny gets it. Like, come on, man. At a certain point, give up the bunny. Oh, I forgot that part. Yeah, and the oh. plane, by the way, the cops know exactly where the plane is now, and they're following in basically Apache helicopters, throwback <laughs> to Firebirds, and they're just laying bullets into this plane. It's astounding that nobody dies from this. Nick Cage, I guess he traps John Malkovich somehow, and he just starts tanking through everybody on the plane. He just starts beating the shit out of everybody on the plane. Action star. Action star Nick Cage. He gets shot in the arm by somebody, and he doesn't doesn't move a muscle. He doesn't flinch at all. Doesn't even take a beat. Nope. He just keeps beating people up. (laughs) Doesn't matter. One of the criminals is like this smaller, like, kind of flamboyant character, I guess. And he just comes up to that one who's the last one in front of the cockpit. And he makes a fist and then opens his hand and then just slaps this little guy. (laughs) Just fun. Great. And the engines, because they were were shot or whatever, the engines, the plane's going down. And he talks to the pilot, who is now a criminal. And the pilot's like, the only place I can land is the Vegas Strip. (laughs) Because of course it is. So they decide to land the plane on the Vegas Strip. And Nick Cage says, well, viva Las Vegas. And we're like, ooh. That was close to Viva la fucking France, man. Viva la fucking France. The worst reckless disregard for human life and public property. Yes, and this that's that's this whole scene. So <laughs> the plane's just gliding down the Vegas Strip. The wings are getting cut off by palm trees and whatever the fuck. And then he and John Malkovich have another showdown. And they're like face to face. And I don't know how to explain this properly. This whole movie I don't know how to explain pl- properly. But a propeller from the plane gets knocked off, bounces around, and comes and slices vertically between, perfectly, between Nick Cage and John Malkovich. Of course Malkovich. it does. Why like, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't it? Right? <laughs> so, John Malkovich, Ving Rhames, they all fucking escape. As they're crashing into the casino, a slot machine goes off and, 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 and wins. wins the jackpot, because of course it does. <laughs> It's just every corny, cliche, action movie thing that you can possibly think of is, 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 is in this movie. And that's exactly what happens next because there's a row of police motorcycles oh just God, sitting out, I, I guess, with the keys in them because John Cusack gets off of his helicopter and Nick Cage comes out of the plane wreckage. And they both get on motorcycles to go chase after the guys who escaped on a fire truck. Fire truck. Yeah. So they're tr- they're trace they're chasing after each other, and Nick Cage yells He's like over, standing on the on, on the, top of on the top fire of, truck. Yeah, no, but Nick Cage is also while the motorcycle is driving, standing on the motorcycle. Yeah, I mean he does that, but he also yells at John Malkovich. He's like, "Oh, yeah, you don't remember that?" Tempting him. <laughs> so they catch up, and you're right. He stands on top, and then he. With a bum arm. He got shot through the bicep. Yep. He's doing like pull-ups on the ladder hanging off the back of the fire truck. This man has incredible grip strength. And upper body strength. Just insane. And Probably core strength. Sh- and core strength. <laughs> Probably should compete on American Ninja Warrior. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so John Malkovich is standing up there. He's like attacking him with this stick. And then Nick Cage gets a hold of it and stabs John Malkovich in the leg. John Malkovich goes down. And Nick Cage then says to John Malkovich, he's like... You won't get anywhere near my daughter. 
buckle up. And he handcuffs John Malkovich to the ladder. Because John Malkovich, he, he, Malkovich made a, a line earlier about how, like, oh, you're never going to see your daughter. The last thing your daughter's going to see is me or something like yeah, that. That's so stupid. And Dumb. then doesn't he activate the ladder so that it starts to go more vertically? Somebody does. I don't know if he does it himself mm-hmm. or not. It, it, a lot of this movie, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> then the fire truck with the, with the ladder now elevated vertically and John Malkovich rams into, like, a cross bridge like a foot a foot bridge and <laughs> everything explodes everything just explodes on impact just a massive explosion a huge gl- a glass whatever yeah like a glass like like breezeway yeah <laughs> just explodes on impact fire and one of the things that explodes is a <laughs> is an armored truck like a, a for that you take money in and out of banks from always like, yeah an armored truck always explodes it's in an action movie. Boom. Massive explosion. <laughs> and there's money flying everywhere. And people are all going crazy. They're picking up the money because it's still the Vegas Strip. John Malkovich dies. And Nick Cage doesn't pick up the money. But he picks up a tattered, stuffed bunny. <laughs> Walks over to his wife and his daughter. Has a brief interaction with his daughter who he's never met. And then the song starts again. How do I live without you? plays top volume how do i ever, ever credits and the credits roll over sweet home alabama <laughs> as they play a short little video clip of each character and give the uh, the actor name and the type and their character name and you know what clip plays for nikki ah the wink. wink the little wink and a nod love it well love it. loved whew. it that was brutal no it wasn't it was brutal it was to talk great. about. No, it wasn't. You had a great time. <laughs> All right. Any other closing thoughts from the movie? I loved it. I know you did. You'll probably watch this again sometime yeah, definitely. soon. <laughs> Not soon. No. <laughs> but you'd watch it again, I think. For sure. I'd yeah. watch this again. Yeah. I have a few good friends who like, this is one of their all-time favorite movies. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. So. Awful. Yeah. But, but a great time. Well, let's do some Nick Cage Awards. Let's wrap this thing up because we're already going pretty long on time. So let's start with best supporting actor. Who's the best supporter in this movie? It's got to be the stuffed bunny. The bunny. Okay. <laughs> really just key performance. <laughs> Hannah loves giving best supporting actor to an inanimate object. What that was, made me feel something. What was best dressed? It has to be the tank top with the flowing mullet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you could say, oh, well, he was in an army uniform no, or something. No, please. Bullshit. It's the hair Absolutely. with the wink and <laughs> oh, yeah. the tank top. How many... Mo- we need to figure out how hmm. many movies he's in that he wears a white wife beater uh, at least of. six or so at least yeah of the 29 movies we've seen so far all right hot take yeah i think half you think half okay we might have to go back yeah and look okay would be happy we'll, to. we'll do that maybe for our next march madness bracket i feel best, like i'm constantly talking top. about a white wife beater tank top i know i know so what do you think was the worst nick cage scene there weren't very many, like, scenes because they're mm-hmm. on the plane for most of the yeah. movie. I think it was in the beginning. Yeah. Maybe the bar fight scene kind of right in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Okay. What was the best Nick Cage scene? It's also tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you said, because there aren't, the scenes aren't well separated. Right. I think it's the end in Vegas. Yeah. I the, mean, the big tussle with Malkovich. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 
I think as, as soon as he hops on the the motorcycle yeah. and like looks at John Cusack and they're like, yeah, buddy, we in this together. And then Boy. it ends then... with the how do I live? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the bunny. Epic. And, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I think that's it. What was the best scream? Maybe you don't treat women like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there. like I said, he doesn't really do a ton of screaming, but he does raise his voice a lot. There's the, you won't get anywhere near my daughter, now buckle up. I, I feel like we have to give best scene. Hmm. I feel like we have to give best scene, though, to when he winks at the camera. Or when he mm. smiles and in slow motion and there's f- flowing hair. Ooh, you might be right. Which one? The wink or, or when he just gets off the bus? There's more of a scene, too. The, the wink. To the wink. Yeah. I liked that scene. Okay. I, I think we should give it to that now that you say that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So back to best scream. What do you think was the best Nick Cage scream? Yeah, he's pretty subdued in this movie. Right. Very even keeled. Unfortunately. Yeah. But in a in a great way. Right. Like Because he's doing like, the voice. Saying things like, put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> you should have put the bunny back in the box <laughs> <laughs> so, i'm gonna save the fucking day <laughs> so what are you going for for the best scream the real the only real scream is uh don't treat women like that i like it okay what was the most nouveau shamanic moment do we give it to a moment or do we just say his voice i think his voice i mean i mean come on <laughs> that voice I'll have a few clips cut in here, I'm sure, but it's but great. go look up a compilation video of, of, of this guy's voice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like a bad, <laughs> deeper forest gump. <laughs> Mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> it's just every word is horrible. Mom always said, put the bunny back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He does talk about his mom. What do you say? Oh, my mom. Some the guard calls him oh, trailer yeah. trash. He goes, "My mama lived in a trailer." <laughs> are, we, are we ready to rank? Yeah. Where do you think about ranking this one? This is a tough one for me. I don't know where to rank it. Where do we put the rock? That was uh, number nine, just below Red Rock West, and just above Honeymoon in Vegas. I think ab- above the rock. Okay. So how about? red rock west above that or below that above okay next up we have kiss of death below okay so you're gonna put that in the number what would that be five six seven eight spot i think that's fair okay how do you feel about that yeah i'm okay with that i i figured it would be towards the top because it was a fun movie i had some stressfulness recapping the movie for you all But yeah, I'm struggling with words today for some reason. But uh, yeah, I'm okay with it being up towards the top there. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm well, happy with that. Next week. Face off. Face off. <laughs> Nick so Cage excited. and John Travolta swap faces. Can't wait. Exciting. <laughs> I've never seen face off. <laughs> Riveting. No, nor am I. Cool. I've Good. been putting it off. Good. For this very moment. Yeah. This is this is the first movie that i have or that i have seen i've seen con air before i thought you've seen the rock nope oh yeah i was happy about it well well yeah all my friends that love con oh no air. you've seen ferris no not ferris bueller it's the second movie he was in 
that he wasn't actually in. I had never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont Fast High. Fast Times? You never saw Fast Times? Nope. Huh. Yeah, not until this podcast. You're telling me that previous to this podcast, you'd never seen The Boy in Blue? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen some of these. The movie days. about the <sighs> the seat that moves back and forth in a for when you row. That's so dumb. In a boat. I hate that. <laughs> hate that movie with such a passion all right well that's gonna do it so next week is face off Mm -hmm. any other thoughts anything you else you'd like to add hen i just want to give a a little bit of a self promo to the most recent episode that we released this week yeah as well yeah we did uh we did a march madness bracket sports are canceled so (laughs) so enjoy our march madness bracket i'll post the bracket on instagram so that you guys can uh take a look at the bracket and play along Mm -hmm. and see where hannah ranks i left i left it up to hannah see where she had all the power and uh, let me tell you if if you'll listen (laughs) it uh, went to her head very anxious (laughs) (laughs) yeah no the opposite of it going to her head she got incredibly anxious i really couldn't handle all the pressure and had a lot of stressfulness (laughs) i crumbled under pressure (laughs) all right guys Is that going to do it? I think that's it. Okay. All right. Now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care.